Kelly's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. I'm your host, James Crowley, and we're doing something a little different this week. Um, I just got back from Europe, so I didn't have time to secure a guest, and this is always something that I wanted to be part of doing this podcast, was I wanted to do a couple of them solo, because getting guests is hard, and sometimes, you know, you can't make things work, so I'm just going to give you, this week, you know, I'm not making a playlist to a theme, I'm just telling you, like, the, the shit I've been listening to lately. Uh, I'm just going to give you 10 songs, give you a little bit of a flavoring of it, uh, because I, I listen to so much, and, you know, it changes based on my mood and all that stuff. And, yeah, it's it's just been, like, a, a crazy week. I went to the Empire State Stand-Up Showdown finals on Thursday night. I, I wanted to see some of my fellow comics, uh, John Marco Cerezi, uh, won the contest. It was great. I was in the semifinals with him, and he's an incredibly talented comic. Uh, I wanted to support my good pal, Alex Kolar. I also hit the Levity Live open mic, and uh, that was very cool. It was a weird, it was like a cool supportive room. It like felt like you were doing comedy in a living room, and last night, I was, I was going to record it after that, but then I was busy, or no, I was exhausted. It was late. What am I saying? Uh, and then I was going to record last night, when I got home, I did the, the Rhino open mics at 8 and 10 in Suffern, New York. And uh, when I got home, my dad was asleep on the couch. And I knew if I recorded this anywhere, <laughs> I would be waking people up. So now I am recording it at 1.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. I'm still in my pajamas. I am waiting for a friend of mine to text me back. But I'm being a little bit productive today. And that is fine by me. Yesterday was a big release day in music. Brock Hampton released a new album. Taylor Swift released a new album. Uh, I checked out this artist I'd never heard before, Esther Rose. She put out an album yesterday. She's like, she's like a country girl, but like grew up on punk rock, and I I love that. I love shit like that. Taylor Swift's new album is great. Uh, Brock Hampton's new album is pretty good. You know, I I wasn't too keen on a lot of the singles. I don't think it's as good as the Saturation series or as good as Iridescent but I still really found a lot of tracks that I enjoyed from that record and it was uh it's very cool I'm I'm glad that I checked it out uh they're still a pretty good band I'm hoping that they go on tour soon so that I could see them I'm also hoping that maybe this week Taylor Swift will announce an arena tour because I I will 1000% go I I loved her new album um and I, 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 you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll put one of her. Cornelia Street will be the first song on my playlist. Drunk on something stronger than the drinks in the bar. Cornelia Street, Rum Lover. It's such a, you know, I, I wasn't too excited. I, I was excited, but I was nervous about this album because I, I do really like Taylor Swift. I like her new stuff. I like Re 1989. I liked Reputation. Fuck it. I'm, I'm that guy. And I, I wasn't totally sure how this album was going to be because I, I think Taylor Swift was going to try too hard. That was my, my thought because I listened to you, you Need to Calm Down and 
I thought that, well, sonically, I thought it was great. It was a cool track. I also was like, oh, geez, this, it's like a corny political song. The problem, the problem with like political songs, it, regardless of if I agree with them or not or believe what the artist is saying, you know, at the end of the day, I, I always think that a lot of the time they sound corny. It's very hard to do good political music. I think that, like, I think that in recent memory, like, Green Day, not even recent, that was 15 fucking years ago, but, like, Green Day's American Idiot is a really good political song um, because it's not so aggressive in, like, oh, this is what I think, where, like, Taylor Swift does get a little corny when she gets political, like, with You Need to Calm Down, or even The Man. Um, I think by the time this comes out, I, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes if I get a chance, uh, Atwood is planning on doing a roundtable discussion, and I will have my full thoughts on the album. But uh, Cornelia Street was a really great... There were so many. I could have picked any, but I'll, I'll put Cornelia Street as my first pick because it was the first one that came to mind. It's a, it's a very good song. Yeah, there's, there's no rhyme or reason or theme to these, but I figure start strong. Start with a Taylor Swift song. Lure people in. <laughs> um, Anyway, let's let's go with my second pick. My second pick, I want to go. Let's go country. Let's because Taylor Swift's not country. Uh, Tennessee Trees by this artist Carly Driftwood. It's Lock came in and locked me up. Well, isolation in therapy is supposed to be so. Carly Driftwood is not an artist that I would think that I would like, and I wouldn't have found her if I'm in this group on Facebook called DIY Tour Postings, and I got into it because I, I joined at a time when I thought I was not going to be employed soon, so I was like, you know, maybe I'll just go wild with comedy, and uh, I was like, maybe I could use this group, and I, I really doubt I'd even be able to use that group for comedy, because uh, it's all musicians, and like, it's all different types of musicians, and I think that that's very cool, uh, but I do use it sometimes to try to find new music i you know i'm very picky depending on what i see posted but i do check stuff out from time to time if something catches my interest and this this singer carly driftwood posted in it and she's a country singer uh tennessee trees she she said she's like country slash comedy i i see what she means I, she's not that funny but <laughs> i but like it's not like she's trying to be you know, she's not Weird Al Yankovic, is what I'm saying. But, like, she's, she's a little tongue-in-cheek, a little, like, little silly. And this is just, you know, there's not a lot of country songs about smoking weed. And that's true. And this is one about it. She's like, give me country music and weed. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And she's she's got this one line where she's like, I'm a little bit country, little Sylvia Plath. And I'm like, oh, this is uh, this is amazing. I I love it. Yeah, she's, she's a cool cool singer songwriter i i highly recommend checking this out if you like like if you like pop country because it's not you know it it's very it's not like listening to a jason isbell record or like a sturgill simpson record where it's country but not really you know where but it is true enough to the art form of country music that, you know, if you're a country purist, if you're someone that, like, doesn't like Florida Georgia Line or Luke Bryan or, like, any of the huge names that are extremely popular in country, I still think you'll really enjoy this because I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. I thought that, you know, and I also, I'm glad that there's a country song about smoking weed because uh, 
I, I associate country music with drinking, you know, and you know that's that's fine. That's all well and good. It's all you know, and but there there were a lot of drugs other than <laughs> booze in country, and I think that the fact that she's singing about smoking weed is cool. I don't know. <laughs> I sound like a fucking thirteen. Like I like that she smokes weed in her cell. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I was a kid and I first discovered Psycho Stick and like they have a song called Beer and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, beer is good. That's hilarious. And I'm like, it is, it is a very funny song. I, I do enjoy it. Um, from there, I'll go with my next pick, which was Ryland by The National from their most recent album, High and Easy to Find. <laughs> songs on two episodes that have been released so far um so this is the third national song and i i really love you know this song's existed for a long time you know i i've seen it show up in national set lists and i i think that it's just a you know it's just such a cool song they're such a great band and like you know in the way that they're kind of sad but they're not you know they're still a fun band and this is a very like encouraging song and it's relatable it's like is it easy to keep so quiet everybody loves a quiet child if you want to be alone come with me is it easy to live inside yourself and i'm like oh you know i i feel like matt berninger is talking to me even though he's not and that's fine matt berninger berninger is such a I think he's a great lyricist, even though he's very simplistic sometimes. But I think that that's part of what makes him a great lyricist. He's very, you know, he's very insightful. And and also, I saw The National once. I was absolutely loaded <laughs> the time I saw The National. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not the type of music that you really think that they're going to have a whole lot of energy live. Like, maybe a little bit for some songs, but, like... Berninger runs around the stage and he's so visceral and incredible and fun and high energy that like, y you know, you can't help but be enthralled. Um, so yeah, Matt, Ryland, the national uh, Matt Berninger. Uh, <laughs> I am easy to find. I, I wrote something about this record recently. I can't remember if it... It might have been on burgeratday.com. I think I wrote a review. It wasn't a very good one. Um, mainly because, I, you know, but I don't know. Cool. I'll, I'll keep moving. Uh, from there, I'll, I'll go with Hey Ma by Bonnie Bear from their new album, I I. I waited outside. I did write a review that I was pretty proud of for Atwood Magazine. I will link that in the show notes. Uh, this new Bonnie Vare album. I, the, Bonnie Vare is one of those bands where like, sometimes when I hear their new stuff, I just think that the next thing that they do is the best work that they have. I really think that they evolve with each release. I mean, not I think, they do. They really do. And I think I.I. I, 
it's like, you know, when 22 A Million came out, I, I really enjoyed it, but it was jarring. It was like a, you know, it's almost like when you watch a comic on stage and, like, they say something really fucked up and you're like, oh, what the fuck are they going to do? And then you're like, oh, actually, this is cool. This is very funny. Uh, you know, just the fact that it was so heavy on the electronics and glitchy and weird and strange. And then uh, they put out these two new songs, uh, You Man Like, which I wasn't crazy about. I'll, I'll be 100% honest. But Hey Ma, I was like, oh, fuck. Because it's it's got this, like, really beautiful orchestration. Even though it's, like, electronic, it's very natural. And, I mean, I, I think that that's something that Bonnie Bear has come to do incredibly well is fuse different types of instruments, whether they're organic or electronic or, you know, whatever, you know, and making them sound very whole and full. And, you know, even though I, I can get glitchy sometimes, it's not... It's not glitchy in the way that like 22 a million was. And even though 22 a million is probably a more interesting record, I think that I, I, I think that that's like the transitionary record where like they were like, okay, we're gonna do a lot of stuff with electronics coming up, so we need to do something cool. And this is like how they, they like, this would be a better follow up to Bonnie Vare, Bonnie Vare than 22 a million was. And I think that Hey Ma is just this really huge, massive, you know, it's, it feels, I think I wrote this in my Atwood review, it feels like you're, like you're standing outside in the snow and you want to get home, but you, you can't. And that's fine. Um, and, you know, you just like, you just want to, you just want to call your mom and that's, it's hard. I don't know. My my article was called Bonnie Vare Build a Storm and Shelter with Hey Ma. And uh, let me see if I could find a little excerpt of it. Um, the instrumental makes you feel lonely in a gorgeous way, like standing in a field as the snow comes down. And um, let me see where. This isn't to say it's a sloppy sounding song. Vernon is singing about the want to call home when you're strung out and he knows how to convey the emptiness of a bender in his tone. He summarizes this in the song's second verse. I waited outside, I was token on dope. I hoped it all won't go in a minute. With the past that you, that you know, I wanted all that mind sugar. The emptiness leads to a loneliness and as we end up surrendering ourselves and as we end up surrendering ourselves to loneliness, there's little left to do but call your mom. And yeah, very, very true to, you know, it's, I'm going to see Bonnie Vare in October and I'm going to lose my shit to this song. And like, he called this a fall record. And I do think that it is, even though I kind of think that all Bonnie Vare songs are fall albums. Um, but yeah, uh, Justin Vernon, such a great, visceral songwriter and uh yeah now i don't have anything that smoothly transitions into that so i'm gonna go with my next pick which was hot girl summer maggot by megan the stallion featuring Nicki minaj and ty dolla sign real ass nigga give a fuck about a bitch it is what it is there's some five star dick she a big old freak it's a must that i hit it's a hot girl summer so you know she got a lit she got a lit. Hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit. Yeah. 
I like I said last week I was in Switzerland and France and me and my girlfriend we we took we drove from Zurich up into Grindelwald which is in the Swiss Alps and it's great and it's beautiful and I had this huge long playlist that was mainly songs that I picked for for our fl- for my flight to and from just because like I was like oh I want to listen to music I want to you know, it's, uh, I want something to listen to. I, as I read, I got a lot of reading done on the trip. I read all of uh, Dry by Augustine Burroughs. And, but uh, this was a song that I put on the playlist after we'd arrived because my girlfriend was like, you know, let's, let's make a playlist. Let's have some, some music for the ride up. And she hadn't heard the song. And admittedly, I hadn't heard the song. I'd heard it referenced a lot. Uh, but it's it's so good. It's such a feel good summer song, and like I totally understand why people are saying that it's hot girl summer because you know Nikki kills it. Ty's got a great hook, you know, and it's it's so cool. You know, I, I want to picture a kids' bop version of it, and uh, there will never be one because it is. Uh, there are a lot of curse words and a lot of things that I will not say on this podcast, but. It's, I don't know, you, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you like music enough, you've definitely heard this song by now, and uh, I, I feel embarrassed that I was late to the party. So good. <sighs> Let's go with, hmm, I, I've, I've like four more things that I want to pick, but I don't know which to start with. Let's go with, uh, let's go with Frequent Quiet, Frequent Prior, just like you to keep us warm even after i up and leave um, future teens i it, admittedly it took me a little while to get into future teens i i tried to listen to their first album when it came out dan campbell from the wonder years who are my favorite band is a big fan of theirs so and they've opened for like aaron west and things so like I've, I've checked them out a little bit and like I thought they were cool but nothing ever really like stuck with me until they started putting out songs from their upcoming album which is called Breakup Season which I've gotten advance of I've listened to a little bit I need to like fully dive in but I don't have a download so I haven't been able to like live with it the way that I want to but Frequent Crier is this very very bouncy fun like like it's it's kind of silly almost but n- not because it's delivered so so straight and so like geniusly and it's just the bounce of it that is funny um i wish i knew the the person that sings this his name but it's so like uh, i'd like to read some of the lyrics it's like uh Catch me crying in the shower, crying in a traffic jam, crying in the break room, hoping no one else comes in. And it's not like a, you know, it's, that's kind of like something that I would say to like make fun of myself, but it's also true. And I think that the fact that like I really believe their lead singer when they say it um, is, is so, <sighs> it's, it's real. And like a lot of the stuff that they sing about on breakup season is, is very real. And I think that's why I'm enjoying this, this record. And this song just has such great lyrics. I really, I really want to do something with this record when it comes out because it's very good, very fun. Um, 
but uh yeah we nearly kissed in alana's backyard so i mailed you a book and a birthday card crying in the shower crying in traffic jam crying in the ba- break room hoping no one else comes in crying into my fridge crying at my own birthday Whew. too true crying over every picture of your cat you send crying into my plate at a mexican place in maine because you won't let me pay you back for a vacation i did that's that's the real shit that is the real shit it's so uh, this is it's such a good song i don't know i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna rave about this record when it comes out which i think it comes out in like two weeks i'm uh, i'm going to london soon and i'm gonna listen to this record all on a flight like fuck me up god damn fuck all right let's uh let's keep this going with what else i've been listening to um this is a i'm gonna go with this one this was a this is an older song that i just discovered and it's i think everything else on this list is yeah everything else on this list is from 2019 and will probably end up on playlists in the future but uh, this is an older song by an artist that's, existed, that's been around for a while, but I had no idea who they were. And that is Harley Poe with Transvestites Can Be Cannibals Too. I hate the way that I look in my own clothes. I wear my wife's when I go to the town. You think it's gross when I'm wearing a pantyhose. You call me sick and you call me a clown. I think I'm at... I found Harley Poe because he, that, let me look up, I'm sure, maybe, I can't find it, um, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I'm googling, I'm gonna, Harley Poe, let's see, I don't even know if this is one guy, I don't know if it's a band, I don't know, it doesn't even have a website. I don't know. But I, I assume that it's one guy because, you know. But Harley Poe, Transvestites Can Be Cannibals too, um, from the album Satan, Sex, and No Regrets, which is amazing. This is like, this is a fun-ass song. A really fucking fun song. Kind of silly, but also like, I read somewhere like Harley Poe like sings about these monsters and, you know, really, like, occupies the world that they live in. Let me see if I could find the lyrics to this. And, like, this is, like, a, a silly song on paper. Just because, like, you know, he, he, he even sings, like, like, I think I might have human tonight. And I'm like, that's such a dumb, goofy line. But, like, it's so... It reminds me a lot of Against Me's song, um, Searching for a Former Clarity, where Laura is very honest before she'd come out as trans, and she sings about, uh, you know, dressing up in women's clothes. And even though I don't know if Harley Poe is trans or has gender dysphoria or anything, it's just, uh, you know, this the character of this song that, like... Yeah, I I dress up, but also like I'm really angry at you for making fun of me, and I <laughs> I'm gonna eat you, <laughs> which it, it it's it's very it's very it, kind of like the future teen song. It's very honest, even though it's a little silly. To some, it like it's presented in this silly like a uh, you know 
when I was young, I wore my suit. You know, it's like, it sounds almost like a 90s TV show theme in the melody. But, like, it's, it's like, you know, yeah, I carry these things within me. And fuck you if you don't like them. And I, I definitely look forward to diving more into Harley Poe's catalog. The little bit that I've listened to, I really enjoy. I think I'm going to go see them live uh, because they're touring with the Homeless Gospel Choir, who I really enjoy. And uh, they're playing St. Vitus. Tickets are relatively cheap. So I, I definitely want to check that show out. And like I, I think uh, I like going to see folk singers live because excuse me um because you see them and like you you can really kind of get a sense of their music and discover it as you watch it i had that with like brian mcpherson and uh, a couple other people that i've gone to see i i saw brian fallon live solo and he didn't do a lot of songs that i knew and loved but i still really enjoyed it because he's it, it was just him with an acoustic guitar and it was a very visceral interesting performer um Let's see. I've got two more. Um, I'm only doing nine songs this week because I I do a little Instagram post with all the album covers, and I uh, I want to be able to fit them all on there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, let, let's keep in the silly theme. The next song I pick is "Welcome to Amish Paradise" by Jonah Ray, which is a cover of Weird Al Yankovic. Amish Paradise. Jacob plows, for when I've been looking at plowing so long that even if you think that my mind is gone, I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline. Was never super familiar with Jonah Ray, to be totally honest. I followed him on like Twitter and Instagram, but I think because I thought that he was, um, what's that guy? He's in United Nations. Jonah, oh, what's his name? His sister is on SNL. Jonah, 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 that the whale swallowed. Oh, this is gonna kill me. Fuck, his sister's on SNL. She's the, the Totino's bagel girl oh god and if i knew her name i would get this oh my god i swear to god if his name is too is ray too oh, james jonah i'm typing jonah united nations he was also like a writer for uh oh, this is gonna kill me uh fuck this is totino's SNL, let's find this. It says Kristen Stewart. No, David. Uh, why is it doing this? Oh, I hate Vanessa. B Jonah Bayer. Jonah Bayer. I'm such a fucking moron. Vanessa Bayer is his sister. He was in the band United Nations, hardcore band. Very cool. Um, but yeah, Jonah Ray is not that guy. <laughs> Jonah Ray is a comic. He's on Mystery Science Theater 3000. I listened to his, I think it's a stand-up EP, which is interesting. I would, uh, like, in terms of comedy goals, for now, I think I'd like to do that. And I've thought about doing something like that, where I have all these recordings of me asking audience members what type of music they listen to, and then I make fun of them. I thought maybe that would be, like, a fun album to release and just be like, these are, <laughs> these are the artists <laughs> that I make fun of and how I make fun of them. But uh, 
Yeah, Jonah Ray, he he recorded these punk covers of of Weird Al Yankovic songs and the thing with <laughs> the big issue with that is Weird Al Yankovic it, he he does parodies. So it shouldn't work on paper that he's just doing these these covers of Weird Al songs, but I also think that people don't realize how punk Weird Al really is. He he got to start on fucking Dr. Demento and like the fact that like Jonah Ray can just take these songs and be like, oh, I'm going to do this, like, you know, I'll be laughing my head off when he's buried in hell, you know, take on Weird Al Yankovic. It's, it's so funny and so smart and clever. And, like, I, I wrote a Today is Song article for Atwood Magazine about Welcome to Amish Paradise, and it's, it's just assigning a whole different level of meaning to this song because... I saw Weird Al Yankovic live, and I'm the only fucking idiot that cried during Amish Paradise because it's so emotional, and he was doing it with an orchestra. And I, you know, I would listen to Weird Al songs so much that, like, they stopped just being parodies to me. They started just being songs that I liked. (laughs) And I think that that's what Jonah Ray is paying tribute to here. And I think that that's very cool. I think that that's awesome. And I think that this is really well done. You know, if you like like Jeff Rosenstock or like, you know, that kind of like emo-y punk, but also kind of like ska and, you know, just being an all around music fan, you know, taking those influences in, you will probably like these covers because they're very well done and well thought out. And he he also does um, a cover of Eat It. And he does three of Weird Al's originals, which admittedly I, I'm not as familiar with. Um, not not. I've I've never done a whole Weird Al deep dive. I you know I like some of them. I like his version of Happy Birthday. I I uh, watched him do uh, Herbie the Wonder Hamster. I think something something like that when he played live. It was very cool. A lot of fun. And then uh, yeah, he Weird Al's great. Go see Weird Al live. I hope Jonah Ray takes these covers to New York because I would love to fucking throw down in the pit. Just being like, we've been spending most time, you know, give some fucking finger points and like cry properly to this also, um, because I'm an emotional boy, as you could probably tell from the last few episodes, which are all about very serious songs. But anyway, the last pick on my list is uh, Star 18 by The Hold Steady. Can, but the way I make plans, you gotta take it with a grain of salt. Got shammed in Alabama and I was trying to get all of it resolved. I'm sure it seems like it's a perfect fit, but trust me, man, because I've been up in it. From their, their quote-unquote new album, Thrashing Through the Passion, even though Star 18's been out for like a year or so. Um, but I, I really love, I love, Hold Steady's another one of my favorite bands. They're up there with like the Wonder Years, the Mountain Goats. And I think that, you know, the, the new Hold Steady album, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that half the songs had already been released. So it's not really a full new album, but I, I did enjoy listening to the new stuff. And I think that this song, I hadn't really, I hadn't really let it stick with me when it was first released as a single, the way that I let something like Esther or Entitlement Crew affect me. And I think that Star 18 is such a good song. And I kind I, I, I like the lyrics. I, you know, the, the, the part of the reason why you get into the whole study is for the lyrics. Um, 
but I think that it's the fact that like it it talks about all these different characters and it's, you know, Hemingway at Cafe Select, Donna Summer in the discotheque. I liked this because I was in Paris and I was coming back and I was seeing Cafe Select and these places Hemingway had hung out in. And it's it's just a cool, punchy song and it's it really also gets a little political and it's very cool, you know, where he's you know, he's like Mariel Hemingway with perfect skin and some creep with a camera who said he's going to make you a star. You got to wait in the car. Like, uh, reading the genius annotations that that's a dig at Woody Allen, I think that's fucking awesome because the Hold Steady, you know, even though they do get a little political, sometimes they, they're, they're, they're just storytellers. And Craig Finn, you know, you could just kind of tell the, ca- you know, the characters he writes, even though I love them and I relate to them and they're adult and the themes are very smart, they almost remind me of characters from like a teen movie like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which like, you know, I, I'm not crazy about when people my age are invested in these sort of like weird tragic teenagers but like Craig Finn I think it's because Craig Finn isn't writing about teenagers he's writing about adults and like I I feel like I know a lot of these people and the fact that he puts in references like Hemingway on the Ketchum porch you know no way being an adult who studied English and being like oh yeah Hemingway shot himself in Ketchum and you know most teenagers I know don't fuck around with amphetamines and (laughs) you know, <laughs> or care about who Peter Tosh is that was in Bob Marley and the Whalers, you know. Oh, uh, man, I want to meet some Bob Marley fans, but I'll, I'll come back to that in another podcast. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a good record. You know, it's, it's not profound like something like Separation Sunday or Boys and Girls in America are. Uh, it's not like... Yeah, it's this is a hold steady record where it almost just feels like they're like, you know what, let's just write the best fucking songs we can. And like Craig Finn can't help but be intelligent and wordy and interesting as he writes and records. And I think that that shows throughout the record. And I think that, you know, every everyone on that is really good. And last night when I was driving, (laughs) the past two nights, I listened to a lot of the hold steady um because I was listening to uh, David Callison's The Song and the Story, and or The Sound and the Story. I don't know. I forget. I just read his book. Very good. I'd love to get him on a podcast soon. But having the Hold Steady do Star 18, you know, it, it, I could have picked up a bunch of Hold Steady songs. I listened to a shitload of Boys and Girls in America last night. I listened to Separation Sunday uh, the other night because I had just gotten lost in the mall like a fucking moron <laughs> after leaving Levity Live. And, uh, yeah, now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new stuff coming out. I, yeah, it's, that, that record's great. I, I recommend it. And I'm seeing the Hold Steady. If you're, if you're a Hold Steady fan and you're gonna be going to the New York City Massive Night. I'm going to be at night four. Um, I'm very superstitious about night four, even though last year I was a little let down because uh, the first year they did it, I went to night one, and we had a great opener. It was Titus Andronicus. It was amazing. Uh, And then night four that year was Lifter Puller, which was Craig Finn and Tad Kubler's old band. But I... Which, like, I I don't care that I missed. I'm not, like 
die hard enough that I've listened to Lifter Puller. Uh, I've listened to Lifter Puller, but I've never been able to like love it the way I love the Hold Steady, and that's fine. You know, I maybe maybe after this I'll listen to some more Lifter Puller, and it'll it'll strike me differently. But um, listen to some Lifter Puller. But Lifter Puller was the fourth night that year. The next year, I went to the show with Shannon, my girlfriend, on our fourth date, and it was Frank Turner was the opener, which was fucking insane because I've at this point now I've seen Frank Turner three times. I hadn't seen him then, and it's the fact that like it was just him with an acoustic guitar, and he did some of his songs solo. He did one he played solo, which is cool. I appreciate that. But, like, he did new songs that hadn't come out yet. And, like, he hadn't even announced a record, as far as I know. And it, it was such a cool experience to get to see that live. And, you know, I, <laughs> I ran, we, we passed Frank on the streets a couple after the show. And I was like, yo, Frank, good show. And my voice was shot. Shannon was loaded. <laughs> And uh, such a good night. And then, but then last year it was just uh, one of the guys from Drive By Truckers, which is cool. I appreciate it. But he just did like covers of like Todd Rundgren songs, which are also cool. But I'm not a big Todd Rundgren guy. If it was Drive By Truckers, I think that was cool. But I mean, we'll we'll see who, who who's coming through next year. Jeff Rosenstock played one, and I'm like, oh man, I wish that that was the one that I went to. But maybe I'll do two. Maybe I'll do the first night and the last night. Um. Uh, yeah, because I'm also seeing the Menzingers, and I'm going to the second night of the Menzingers, which is the night before the Hold Steady show. But I'm thinking that maybe I'll do two nights of the Menzingers, two nights of the Hold Steady, because I love all those bands. <sighs> but yeah, okay, cool. 35 minutes. Guys, thank you for, uh, to reiterate the playlist that I gave you today. It was Cornelia Street by Taylor Swift from the new album. Uh, Transvestites Can Be Cannibals 2 by Harley Poe. Star 18 by The Hold Steady. Hey Ma by Bonnie Vare. Hot Girl Summer by Meg The Stallion featuring Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, Welcome to the Amish Paradise by Jonah Ray. Frequent Quarters. <laughs> That's so hard to say. They, uh, I, I, uh, this is a great song, but like they should change the title. Is uh, Frequent Crier by Future Teens. Hard to say. Uh, Rylan by The National and Tennessee Trees by Carly Driftwood. All great songs. You could find them on the playlist. It's on Apple Music. If you search James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, it's also on Spotify. You could check it out there. Um, and you could l they're there with every song we've talked about on the playlist, on the podcast. And I, I appreciate you listening, checking it out. Share it with your friends. Oh, while, before I go, I do want to say, if you want to submit your playlist to anything, and it's fine, if it has songs that we've covered on it before or not, that's that's totally cool um, because uh, you know I I'd love to hear some of your picks. But if you email it to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist at gmail dot com, uh, I I'll I'll read them on the podcast. I'll I'll read them out, check them out. Um, while we're here, uh, Alana Kalish, who's a fellow Outwood Magazine writer, I'd love to get her on sometime. She actually um, posted a playlist that she said was inspired by this podcast, and I'd like to just read it, read out some of her picks that weren't featured on our podcast. Uh, I think that it's inspired by the workout playlist by Sean Barry and I. Um, <laughs> she she took some of our songs and like added some of her own 
uh, some of her own, and I think that that's awesome. Um, I think she liked Sean's picks a little bit better than mine, but that's fine. Um, Sean has more centrist taste in music than I do. But uh, I, I'll read the ones that maybe we alluded to on the podcast but didn't really talk about. Uh, she put Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, In Circles by Sunny Day Real Estate, classic emo. Um, she put, there's a couple different versions of the Ultra Instinct theme, which is cool. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song, amazing. Cash App by uh, A1, YBN Almighty J. Oh, cool. I think that might be the, the rapper that I referenced. That's cool. Uh, you Say Run by Yuki Hayashi, which is awesome. Cool shit. Uh, Mighty Wings by Cheap Trick from Top Gun. Uh, kind of goes with Sean's picks of 80s movies and classic movies. And uh, Eye of the Tiger from Rocky IV. Uh, classic, classic workout song. Uh, the, her playlist is called Strut. I don't know if you... Uh, she posted it on Facebook. I imagine you could find it if you type Strut by Alana Kalish on uh, Spotify. Uh, and she also runs a great site called skiptothis.com. And it's it's like music news and... It's, it's very cool, and she gave us a shout-out, and I really appreciate that, and that's super cool. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll, I'll link Alana's playlist down in the show notes. You could also follow me on Instagram, at James P. Crowley. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at James P. Crowley 68. Patrick is my middle name, and I'm going to James Crowley. <laughs> if you know at James Crowley on either of those platforms, hit him up and say, hey, James P. Crowley would like to buy it from me. I don't want to buy it. I just want someone to give it to me. I'm a millennial. <laughs> um, I have no money. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, I'll jam out with you next week. Bye. Bye.